0: I am guilty of having been a conceptualist for most of my life. I believed that the patterns and relationships we see in the world are actually part of our own minds. They exist only as abstract concepts. My favorite illustration of this idea is constellations. To the conceptualist, constellations would not exist without minds, though the individual stars that compose them would. The universal principle is that parts get unified into wholes by concepts. Simple substances are glued together into pluralities in our mind, but they're not glued together in the world. Well, I now believe that conceptualism is false. The world outside our mind is actually glued together. Relations are mind-independent, and patterns are objectively real. The famous ship of Theseus is a great thought experiment that helps us generate the right intuitions. Imagine that a ship is deconstructed plank by plank until every piece of wood has been replaced. The ancient philosophical question is this, does it remain the same ship, or is it a different ship? This question touches on important issues in the philosophy of mind, language, and metaphysics. I want to use it to illustrate the differences between concepts and structure. So to think clearly about the ship, it's helpful to slice it into three parts. Number one, the atoms that compose the ship. Number two, our concepts about the ship. And number three, the abstract form or the pattern or the structure of the ship. So the atoms are easiest to understand. There are a bunch of individual atoms and molecules that compose the ship. As the planks get removed and replaced, the atoms themselves get removed and replaced. If we say that the ship is identical to its atoms, then the ship obviously changes when the atoms change. But we also have ideas about ships. We have our own conceptual criteria for determining whether we label something as a ship or not a ship. Within this conceptual criteria, we find a complex set of different ideas, notions about shape, buoyancy, purpose, etc., that all have to be bundled together into the same object. A life jacket, for example, is buoyant and intended to float, but it isn't the right shape to be called a ship. But also, I claim that the form or the structure of the ship stands apart from its atoms or our concepts. The atoms stand in a particular geometric relationship with each other. They are arranged a particular way. There is a pattern of atoms. Even if the atoms are replaced, the pattern remains the same. Regardless of our personal linguistic habits or conceptual criteria, the pattern remains the same. These three concepts are powerful enough to think clearly about the ship of Theseus. As the planks are replaced, whether the ship changes or not depends on what we're focusing on. So consider three possible perspectives here. The first is atomism or nominalism. Atomists are the most extreme of the materialists, claiming that the universe is entirely composed of atoms and the void. In this view, the ship of Theseus does not exist over and above the atoms. The ship is really just a way of talking about atoms. It's just a name with no corresponding or underlying pattern. Even more generally, composite objects cannot really exist in this view as the atoms of a composite object are constantly in flux. By merely blowing on the ship, for example, the atoms will move and shift. The second position is called conceptualism and they add more stuff to the picture they want to connect the atoms somehow they want to recognize a pattern in addition to the atoms but this pattern is mental or conceptual not physical so what turns a bunch of atoms into a ship is our own abstract conceptual criteria and without minds ships don't really exist The conceptualist has a good explanation for why the ship persists over time, even if the atoms change. Shipness is about our mental classification schemes, not about particular atoms in the world. This classification scheme can even vary between individuals. We might disagree about whether Object X qualifies as a ship because of the ambiguities in our own concepts, not because of the ambiguities in the physical world. The last perspective is realism or Platonism. The realist wants to add even more stuff. In addition to the atoms and the concepts, there is also a mind-independent structure out there in the world. The atoms really are glued together. The relationships between the atoms exist outside of our minds. So the realist has a good explanation for the behavior of the ship. For example, why don't ships disintegrate when placed into water? What makes the atoms cohere? If all that exists are individual atoms, then it's not clear why the behavior of atoms is so coordinated. Atoms do not appear to be isolated from each other. They are connected in the world. Even if our minds disappear, atoms still behave relative to other atoms, meaning their relationships are mind-independent. The geometry of the ship is also objective. The atoms stand in a particular spatial relationship with each other, regardless of our concepts. This form or arrangement is really out there. The realist has an excellent explanation for the persistence of the ship. There is some objective abstract pattern of a ship, and even if the atoms change along with the planks, the form remains the same. The structural pattern is not itself physical, and yet it is mind-independent. To most realists, we humans do have our own conceptual criteria and classification schemes. Patterns do exist in the mind, but sometimes the patterns in our mind correspond to patterns in the world. Sometimes the abstract forms in our mind correspond to abstract forms in the world. In fact, when we say we have true beliefs, it means that our mental structures are mirroring real-world structures. This is not meant as a rigorous defense of realism, rather, it's just a helpful way to understand the argument. A longer defense can be read in my article, Coming Around to Platonism.